Hey, I know you're here for the podcast, but give me 30 seconds to talk about a new service we just released for anyone working in a CPG brand. Finding the perfect co-packer or supplier can be a real pain. You spend hours Googling options, texting your colleagues, asking around different Slack groups, and still you get nothing. That's why we created Fiddle Connect Consulting, a done-for-you service that does all of the hard work of finding your dream co-packer or supplier. Best of all, it's 100% guaranteed and you get three free months of Fiddle Inventory Operations software included. Interested? Just go to lp.fiddle.io forward slash FCC. That's lp.fiddle.io forward slash FCC. Now, on with the episode. Welcome to the Physical Product Movement, a podcast by Fiddle. We share stories of the world's most ambitious and exciting physical product brands to help you capitalize on the monumental change in how, why, and where consumers buy. I'm your host, Ken Ojuka. Today's episode is extra special. Most of you are accustomed to hearing our founder, Ken Ojuka, interview all of our amazing founder guests. Today, the tables turn and Ken gets interviewed by G. Stephen Clear on the Next Level Brands podcast. That's right, this is our first official recast. They talk about Ken's history as an entrepreneur and CPG founder himself, how he helped his friend start his own co-manufacturer, and how that led him to create Fiddle. You'll hear how supply chain and production management are the foundation of successful CPG brands and exactly how Fiddle helps you source ingredients, track all of your inventory, fulfill orders on time, and prevent stockouts so your customers and partners love buying from you. I hope you enjoy this episode with Ken and Steven. Welcome, everyone. I'm Steve Clear. Thanks for joining us here at another Next Level Brands podcast. Our show is being brought to you today by Next Level Brands CPG Community, a merger of the experience of Next Level Marketing and the educational resources of Kitchen to Shell. The Next Level Brands Community brings together CPG entrepreneurs at all stages of growth, providing knowledge, training, courses, and networking, not only with your fellow entrepreneurs, but also key partners in the industry, including packaging, finance, and e-commerce. More details are available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's. Nextlevelbrands.com, what you need to know to grow. And we've got a great show for you today, folks. Um, joining me today on the show is Ken Ojuka. He is the founder and CEO of Fiddle Software. And Fiddle, great name, but um, Fiddle Software specifically for CPG and solves a number of the problems out there. Uh, Ken has a, a background also in, in health and wellness and fitness and tech. And we're going to talk about CPG and its effects. Welcome to the show, Ken. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Glad to be here. So, um, so for the folks that in the audience that may not know, and I'm sure it's a lot of them, but let's let's dive right into what is Fiddle and what does it do? Yeah, um, yeah, and and again, thanks for for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to have this conversation. I've been listening to some of the other podcasts, and I think you're doing a great service uh, Thank for you. the community. And uh, your podcast is awesome. So, um, what is Fiddle? Fiddle is um, inventory platform for CPG brands and manufacturers. You know, so we we um, play in the in the inventory space. So everything in our system is built on an inventory foundation. 
Um, but we help you to bring in sales orders from a variety of different sales channels, um, e-commerce, wholesale, um, some distributors, um, bring those in, helps you to see what you can fulfill on, what you have in inventory, what you need to, to purchase or what you might need to manufacture. Um, and then it helps you with the purchase orders and uh, the, the work orders to actually produce the product if you do it in-house or to uh, bring in uh, the product if you use a co-packer or manufacturer. So that's that's sort of the scope of the of the product, um, and but we we try to give uh, entrepreneurs and 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 food and beverage brands full visibility into what's actually going on in their company. Um, try to eliminate some of these surprises where you stock out of something um, that you didn't have an eye, uh, didn't keep an eye on, um, but just really kind of give you an insight into what is actually going on, what you need to do, and how you can grow. And, and, and all that, obviously, so incredibly important for, um, for growing companies. I, I actually um, spoke with someone this morning who was saying in the course of the conversation, they have uh, bottle caps and their supplier just sent them a note and said, uh, our lead time now is 40 weeks. That's four zero weeks. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. And he goes, I don't know where we're going to be in 40 weeks because I know we're going to need caps. But am I going to need what I did last year? You know, the pandemic. I mean, yeah, very, very tough to figure that out. There's a lot of moving parts. And it, it, it seems to me that's one of the real the real challenges. So so how do you guys fit in with what companies may, may have now, whether it's the Excel spreadsheet that the bookkeeper is working on or Shopify or how does it all how does it all fit in? It would be helpful to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, one of the things we were talking on pre-show, which is um, we just see a lot of uh, food and beverage brands uh, popping up everywhere. And, um, yep. you know, the world has kind of changed where um, instead of going through the traditional retail channels um, before you can actually build a, a healthy business, uh, customers are these these um, customers of ours, um, these CPG brands are actually going direct to the customer first. Right. And they're, 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 yeah. And, and that's just a massive, massive trend. I think everybody's aware of it. Customers are willing to try out new products. I think Amazon's kind of trained us all on that um, to expect sort of infinite choice, you know, and um, next day delivery. And so anyway, people are, are willing to try new products. And so uh, we, we just see a lot of these CPG brands popping up to fill the need. And generally, uh, when we approach them, they may have, you know, tried another system, but a lot of people are actually just coming directly from spreadsheets. Um, the typical right. stack is they, they're selling their product on Amazon. They've got a Shopify or WooCommerce store. Um, they may be in one of these other marketplaces, like a fair market. Right. Um, and then uh, generally that's what they're kind of using to manage their, their business. And then they, you know, take care of accounting in like a QuickBooks or a Xero um, or even Zoho, you know, right. but one of these online accounting platforms. And so that's, that's generally the stack. And we, and we fit in, you know, very nicely with all these where we can import your stuff either from a spreadsheet or we can import your, your, your products directly from, you know, QuickBooks or WooCommerce um, and then integrate with, your accounting tools to be able to report the numbers back to to the accountant so that they're happy. Does this, um, if if for instance I'm production and uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to run production on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever, does Fiddle fit in, in a way that I can get a handle on, for instance, um, how much packaging I may have left 
um, you know, for certain SKUs and, uh, or, or, you know, of the raw materials I have, you know, what I have left and, and what I need to do to purchase. Yes, Dave, I'm, I'm really glad you asked that because um, while we talk about CPG brands, we actually got our, our start in the manufacturing side. We um, actually built Fiddle um, inside of a contract manufacturer. And so you can imagine um, the inventory needs from a contract manufacturing side. Oh, yeah. Um, they needed to know exactly what you just described. Right. If I'm going to go into production, I need not only need to know all my packaging requirements, but I also need to know all the raw materials that go into my product, you know, all the raw ingredients. Um, and of course, you need to know what you have, but you also need to know, hey, based on this run I'm trying to produce, um, how, how many can I actually produce? Um, how much will I have left afterwards? And do I have enough to fulfill this other order that's coming in, which might be, you know, the same order, the same actual SKU? Or it might be, you know, one of your SKUs that maybe has 80% overlap. And so you, you definitely need to know, okay, what, what's reserved for this production run? Um, and then what, what are the requirements going to be for the next production run of a slightly different product? Um, and so, yes, that's exactly the, the field we play in. And, and I would actually say production is one of the main reasons that people choose us is that um, while we, we still sell to contract manufacturers, the fact that we understand the production needs um, kind of sets our, our product aside, um, apart and, and helps us to, to be able to fulfill this need. So, yeah. So short answer, yes. When, Ken, when you're working with clients and, and talking to potential clients and stuff, you know, we in the, uh, in the marketing business, we always talk about addressing pain points. Um, for those emerging brands, what are the main pain points that you guys address or what do you hear from them in terms of, you know, uh, um, wow, this might be able to help me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've uh, done quite a bit of marketing myself and, and I understand sort of the, the, the nuances and, and how difficult it is to encapsulate the, you know, the, these pain points or um, I don't know if you're familiar with jobs to be done, that, yeah. that whole framework and methodology. Yeah. It's actually a lot of work to uncover what exactly those things are and why people are choosing you. You know, and, and so we've, we've put a lot of energy into it, but in short, it's, it's, I am growing. Um, my business is getting more complicated. I went from one SKU to 10 SKUs, or yes. um, I went from one um, channel, you know, I was just selling on Shopify. Now I added Amazon, I added fair market, and I added some distributors that are, are now selling my product. So I added channels um, and things are getting complicated and I'm dropping the ball. Um, I, we're running out of inventory where our production is getting delayed because we're missing, you know, uh, some, some parts that we need in order to produce, or, you know, you're disappointing people. You're saying, Hey, I can actually, you know, I'll provide you with a hundred thousand bottles of this. And then you have to send them that dreaded email where it's like, Hey, looks like we're actually behind on, you know, I can offer you a discount or I can give you part of it now, or it just looks really bad. Right. Um, and so those are the main pain points. It's somebody that's growing, things are getting more complicated and they need to, to formalize and systematize their process. And, 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 and to my friend's bottle cap issue, uh, every almost everyone that I know of is experiencing extensions of normal supply chain, um, whether it's raw ingredients or certainly um, anything with corrugate or plastic or basically anything that comes in a truck or a container, which is everything right um 
So this idea of being able to plan, plan ahead, be accurate about the planning, even, you know, more important, very, very, uh, very important. You, you mentioned, Ken, about the cross, the, the birth rather, and uh, being with the contract manufacturing and then coming over. Did you see, was the contract manufacturing CPG based or did you see within CPG a white space or an opportunity because this stuff has to be so closely monitored? Yeah, yeah, and and I'm happy to answer that. To your previous comment, though, about um, how how uh, in this day and age, especially with COVID, um, people are seeing delays all over the place. That's certainly something that we've seen as well. Um, one of the things that that um, from a contract manufacturer standpoint is contract manufacturers have to have multiple suppliers for for certain products for certain uh, packaging components. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, one of the features that we have in, in Fiddle is the ability to um, get your pricing from a, a variety of different suppliers. So for this one uh, inventory item, I want to add pricing from a variety of different suppliers. I want to collect um, the MOQs um, and then the different pricing um, right. price points. Um, and, and so you can add a primary, secondary, and tertiary supplier uh, for each of these uh, for each of these inventory items. And so that that helps with that. You know, if, if the first, if your primary or your preferred supplier can't do it, um, you're already on, on, on top of it where you can reach out to to your secondary and, and, and third um, suppliers for, for that. Um, and so it's, it's helped while, you know, we can't really solve the delay problems. Um, you should be able to have the information to, to have an action plan when they do happen. So, and and can uh, fiddle um, in, in terms of, of of working? Do you guys install "quote unquote" fiddle at the clients? You know, in, in the clients' computers in, in within their um, enterprise system, or and or do you have it in the cloud somewhere, or both? So we're we're born in the in the cloud, and that's actually um, very deliberate. The, and this kind of goes to the founding the founding story. Your your previous question. I, I actually uh, come from CPG background um, and particularly supplements. We used to sell whey protein, some weight loss uh, supplements, um, right. yep. uh, some skin care. You know, we, that's, that's really what took off for our business. And so we were a brand um, selling that and actually having some pretty good success. I have a background in, in SEO uh, marketing, and we were able to, to rank for some pretty good keywords and, and get some traffic and get some attention uh, to our product. We also um, had a lot of success with affiliates, um, doing affiliate marketing. Um, and what happened is that a buddy of mine, Ryan and I, we were sharing an office. We had different businesses, but we shared an office. And, and um, at, the, at about the same time, we started running into the same issue, which was we had sales coming in. We had lots of traffic, lots of people wanting our product, but we were having a hard time getting our product in stock and keeping it in stock. Uh, our manufacturers were just kind of jerking us around a little bit and, and, and basically just not keeping their promises. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, we would take all the blame of course, cause we were the face and, and um, customers were, were upset. And so after a particularly bad episode where um, my buddy Ryan ended up losing a pretty big deal because of this issue, he threw his hands up and said, you know, forget this. I'm, I'm going into manufacturing. I'm going to figure this out. Um, and I was happy. I was more than happy to support him in this because I wanted him to be my manufacturer. Right. Um, I didn't want to deal with all these other guys. I wanted to deal with him. Um, and so I actually invested in his company. I, I bought his first machine for him. We drove down to LA 
um, bought an encapsulator, put it in the back of a U-Haul truck and drove it back and then put it into his first facility. <laughs> and uh, and he started manufacturing and and things just took off for him. It turned out that he found a ready market for, for a lot of these internet type businesses where they're smaller, but they're more nimble, they're quick, they're impatient, you know, and and they want product today, you know, and they experiment with a lot of different products. He found a, a ready market for that. And so he was very responsive uh, to them and their needs and grew really, really fast. So when he hit about, it's about 6 million in revenue, he approached me and he said, look, the, the software for this industry is terrible. It's, it's awful. <laughs> we've, we've tried several different tools. Uh, I can't get my guys to use it. They keep going back to spreadsheets because this stuff is just too hard you know, um, but we really need something. Could you come in and build something for me? Um, I'll be honest, I dragged my feet. I didn't know too much about manufacturing at that point. I, I really didn't want to know too much about manufacturing, um, <laughs> but he twisted my arm and, and um, you know, convinced me to, to, to start building this for them. And the, the understanding was that we would build this for his company. Um, and then, you know, I would retain ownership and be able to take it to market and sell it to other people. In this process, not only did we uh, uncover the needs of manufacturers, but we also uncovered the needs of the brands that he was he was manufacturing for. You know, Working, we saw sure. that they they faced a lot of the same problems. There's probably an eighty percent overlap in terms of the the stuff that they want to track, and then there's some specific stuff for manufacturers, but there's specific stuff for the CPG brands. You know, and so. So that's kind of the, the birth of fiddle. We, we, we sell to, to contract manufacturers, to brands that manufacture in-house, um, or even brands that maybe they don't, they, they use a co-packer, they don't manufacture in-house, but they have a hand in the production in terms of they might provide the raw materials um, for their co-packers, or maybe they use multiple co-packers, so they're, right. they're managing yeah. that. And so that's, that's sort of the sweet spot where we play. Um, and, and Ken, let us know, where can folks find out more information about fiddle? Yeah, the best place is just fiddle.io. Just go there. There's a little chat chat widget. You can uh, just chat us and any questions that you have, we're, we're happy to help. Um, you can also find me on, on LinkedIn. I'm the only Ken Ojuka on LinkedIn. So just uh, last name is O-J-U-K-A. And I'm pretty responsive on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure people will be, have a, a level of interest. Uh, let me ask you about setting up. So if, if I'm a... Uh, you know, and again, we, we all know dozens of people in this spot now because it, it's a lot of people in the space. But I'm let's say I'm doing still doing some of my own manufacturing, but I also have a co-packer for my my larger lines, as it were. Um, how does Fiddle basically fit in or replace the stuff that I'm I'm doing now, which is primarily Excel based? Let's just say. Yeah. Um, so we, we go through and we, we bring in um, all of your. Uh, you can upload your customers, you can upload your suppliers, um, you can upload your, um, your, your inventory items, um, and that could include your, the finished goods that you actually sell um, on your website or on Amazon or wherever. Um, but you can also um, input all of the raw materials that you use and build out the bill of materials for your, for your uh, inventory items. Um, and so once you do that, um, then it's just a, a matter of, you know, um, you know, what part of your system, you know, needs, needs help. And so very commonly we see people just want a place to put in all of the sales orders that are coming in so that they can see an overview of right. what their demand looks like and, and what their production needs might be. Um, and so 
um, you you get a, a a PO from Albertsons or from you know from Kroger or or whoever you know your your um, your customers are um, from Kehi. Put those into into Fiddle. There's a lot of automation that we can do to get those in automatically, um, whether it's from EDI or or um, from from some of these other platforms. Um, and uh, and and then you can fulfill on those. Okay. Do you need to then send a PO to your supplier in order to produce that? Or do you actually have enough inventory in stock to just fulfill on it right away? Um, Fiddle gives you the visibility into all of that. So, you know. Got it. Right. And yeah, I know so many people that could could, could use that help for sure. Um, in, in terms of the other, the kind of comp- the multi-component. So how does it tie to things like packaging or things to like raw materials that you might have to bring in? Yeah. So um, in Fiddle, you would you'd set up your, your inventory item. You would add a bill of materials. So your bill of materials might um, list some raw materials that go into the, the product and then also the packaging components. Um, and as you do that, you can um, create a work order. You know, let's say that you want to create a, a work order for a thousand units. You know, think of uh, work orders like a production run. You're going to produce a thousand units of this. Right. Um, Fiddle will look into inventory and will tell you, um, and it, you know, it's got a little bar that will tell you, okay, yeah, all green, you have it in stock, right? You have enough of, of this raw material. <laughs> yep. um, if it's red or, or yellow, um, you may uh, not have any at all, or you may have part of it in, in stock. Um, and so then you'll know what you need to do. You can uh, just directly from that screen, we're really big on not sending you all over the app to do basic things. Directly from that screen, you can just um, start building a PO and, and cut a PO to your supplier in order to bring that in. Um, and so that that's kind of the, the visibility into, okay, this is my, my inventory item, but it, it's made up of you know, all of these other items and the, these packaging components. Um, and so you can see what exactly you need to bring in. Yeah. And what, and one of the challenges I, I think too, is, is, as you mentioned, kind of at the top of the show, which is if you were selling to four or five major retailers, then, you know, okay, it's multiple orders and that's really your challenge. But when you're selling all over the place, you're selling everywhere from you're in that scaling stage where, you're selling to local, maybe local co-ops, but you're also having to ship product to fair or bound or whatever, right? Um, it, the complexity level has increased greatly in the, in the last few years in terms of that. Opportunities have increased, but the complexity level, and I think it's very hard for some people to keep track of all of that and, and understand um, where you're going. The, the big thing to me from the marketing standpoint and from a counseling standpoint is for people to understand what the true cost is of going out of stock on any of those platforms. Um, you know, you can get discontinued from going out of stock at some retailers. Um, but at Amazon, for instance, it's the, the cost is just horrible to go out of mm-hmm. stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not just the business you lost. It's also your customers going and finding alternative products, maybe not coming back. Um, you know, working with that. And even though Amazon's really pretty good at giving you inventory levels and stuff, and some of the other platforms are too, when it, 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 there's limitations. So the limit, you know, Amazon looks back 60 days at your velocity for your inventory levels and how many days you have left. And if you're a seasonal product, well, particularly a fourth quarter product, the last 60 days doesn't mean anything. It's right. the next 60 days. And you kind of have to figure that out on your own. And, you know, some software help in that area 
obviously be is great, but just don't go out of stock. That's the whole idea. Um, how does in in terms of the uh, like distributors and stuff? How does Fiddle treat distributors? Is that considered a customer and and then um, you know by PO and stuff? Yeah, yeah, um, it, it is considered a customer, um, and um, it, you know in Fiddle you can uh, create the so we we allow you to upload the PO um, from from that distributor. Um, you create that sales order, um, list out all the the multiple line items, and uh, and it really does just give you this this insight directly from the, from the PO. Um, what do I have? What do I need to bring in? And how long is that going to take? Right. Um, and to your point about you know being able to see the sales velocity, we also have what what we call a consumption report. And uh, it gives you the ability to to filter. You know, you could see what your consumption has been in the last week, last month, last ninety days, and we allow you to go um, out to one hundred and eighty days. Is is how far we go back. Right. Um, but it, it gives you that that sales velocity, and usually that's enough for for somebody to have a pretty clear picture. You know, what their inventory needs might be, how many days of inventory they have left. Um, and so, and so you're right though. Uh, some of these, some of these uh, channels are very punishing um, on on stockouts. Um, Amazon being one of them. You know, not only do your customers go and buy an alternative product, but Amazon's going to drop your listing. Um, you know, and, and hurt your ranking based yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, and so, and then just in general, I think that that buyers need to feel confident that when they reach out to you for your product, that they're going to get it when they need it. You know, and so even if it may not hurt you directly, like an Amazon where they drop your ranking, um, that buyer is just a, a little less likely to, to buy from you the next time, you know, if, if they're having problems getting product. Yeah. And, 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 you know, knowing, knowing kind of what you sell across, um, you know, aggregating all of that across time, because a lot of people who are on like fair and abound, a couple of examples it is uh, it's usually a longer cycle. So, you know, you need to go, you know, back that, um, you know, to maybe 180 days, which you certainly need to go back 60 to see kind of what the turns and stuff are in there um, because they, they don't necessarily, not necessarily high volume like you would do off Amazon or whatever with single units or, you know, little packages or whatever, just a different, a different flow, but it all has to go into the same production forecast and, you know, and, and readout in that. Um, what, what happens with, um, when you're trying to mix, I, I guess different different SKUs and and different um, you know different sizes or whatever, um, can you also balance with fiddle the inventory levels on the raw materials that go in? Yes, maybe. Uh, do you mind asking that question again? I want to make sure that I understand because there's two different ways that we. So, so right. So uh, what I was trying to get was this: I have a, a line of products, and and let's just say it's it's tomato the tomato flavor. But I have the tomato flavor in a 12 ounce, a 15 ounce, an eight ounce, and I have it in a food service pack that's five pounds. Can I have all those independently in fiddle that when if I get an order that it draws down what my available inventory is of the raw product, which is tomato paste. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's that's one of the the common um, scenarios that you see in a contract manufacturer is that you you may actually have a, a single raw material that you use across a variety of different products. Um, and so, contract manufacturers, of course, love that um, because it they can they can uh, sort of bulk buy that that raw material and use it across many different products. Um, and then, of course, mark it up and charge the customer. You know, um, right. The, the Process. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's actually a very common scenario and, and fiddle handles that just fine. 
and, and then the other part that I, I think a bit of a challenge is a number of people I know who use co-manufacturers, but one or more of the ingredients they purchase and provide to mm-hmm. the co-man. So they have to keep track of not only what the stuff the co-man is supplying, but the stuff that they're responsible for as well. And in the ratios, they need to have it. So it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's a, it's a big challenge and throw in there the, the, the fact that, you know, people may use multiple commands, right? So now you've got to track it across, you know, different, different sites. Um, yeah. And, and in fact, what you just, what you just outlined right there is something that I think is pretty unique to the food and beverage space in that that is very, very, very common, right? And in other spaces, you know, yes, a lot of times you right. just throw it over yeah. to the, the manufacturer and they deal with it. Um, but in the food and beverage space, for a variety of different reasons that we've we've discovered um, in our research with customers and customer development and figuring out the jobs to be done, uh, we've just realized that it's extremely common that somebody's going to provide, you know, maybe some ca- packaging components. That's probably the most um, common: a label, you know, bottles, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, even raw materials, you know, for I may have some super secret ingredient that I want to you know, make sure that I, that I control or for cost reasons, I may want to take over that purchasing. Um, but it's very common that, that, um, that, that food brands, beverage brands are sourcing the raw materials and then sending it to a co-packer, you know? And so the challenge of course, is not only to know how much you have, but to make sure that it gets there in time for production. Otherwise you're going to get no. pushed out and bumped right. to the next week or next month. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and that, that can be devastating. That's as bad as going out of stock to the consumer, um, if not if not worse. Implication, especially with the way most co manufacturers are running today, which is at capacity. Um, yeah, yep. just one of those things. Ken, let me ask you. So, I, I I've got a small brand. I'm I'm maybe making that transition. I've got a co packer. I'm I'm trying to scale. I'm getting some more orders. Uh, Fiddle sounds great. Sounds like it can address a lot of things that uh, we know need doing and maybe do a little better than whatever I'm doing at present time. Um, can we talk a little bit about costs, um, how you guys work? What is this something that is affordable at a smaller level to CPG or how do you guys work? Yeah. Yeah. We, we basically got a couple different, a couple different levels um, depending on the feature set. You can start at uh, $99 a month. Uh, for our um, essential package. Um, and then we've got a professional package, which um, is $299. Um, and then we've got a, a, a $699 uh, package, which um, gives you more of the production um, type features. Um, and then um, that gives you about five users, um, additional users, about 35 bucks a, a user. And so depending on the size of your brand, um, you know, that's, that's usually pretty affordable. We, we also have specials that are always going on. So if somebody goes to the website and hits <laughs> us up, yes, ask about a special and we could usually apply, apply one of our discount codes. So. And, and, and I can't, I can't help but be the salesperson. And that is uh, folks for, for that kind of investment. Um, you know, if you just avoid one out of stock, it more than pays for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, that's, that's what we use all the time on, on our sales uh, presentations. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, you also got to think about, you know, yeah, your, your spreadsheet might be working, but let's, let's think about quality of life here. You know, like uh, this, it's so painful, you know, up keeping that, that spreadsheet up to date, think about the late nights, you know, doing that. Um, and then it also, you know, prevents you from, 
from being able to grow. You hire, you know, another couple people to help you to, to build your business and they got to become experts in your spreadsheet, you know, and your special yeah, spreadsheet yeah. you've been, you've been, you know, cultivating for years, you know, there, there's just better ways to do this and you can save yourself a lot of, a lot of heartache and a lot of time, you know, by, by getting into a system like Fiddle. But by, by virtue of just, you know, where you guys have reached out or folks that have reached out to you, um, the, the kind of sizes of businesses or where they are, where do you get your kind of sweet spot for businesses? Yeah. So it's actually surprising. So with CPG Brands, we, we found that uh, we actually have some businesses that are pre-revenue, right? So they're doing a lot of R&D. Um, so I, I don't really want to mention their name, but we have a company that's that's developing a line of um, plant-based meat alternative products, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. They've received uh, some venture capital. Um, they're, they're really cool up and coming brand, um, <laughs> but they actually haven't released their product yet. So they're doing a lot of R&D um, and, you know, uh, dealing with a lot of suppliers and, and running a lot of uh, different tests uh, on, on what will actually become their, their final product. Um, and so they're pre-revenue, right? And then we, you know, very common sweet spot, you know, is somebody that's doing, you know, close to a million dollars in revenue. You know, so we can start, you know, sort of that spot. And that, that's about when it, things start getting a little more complicated. You know, yep. you, you maybe added a couple of channels. Um, our biggest client is doing about 75 million in, in revenue. Um, and so um, it's been um, maybe not surprising, but it's been encouraging to see that, that somebody could use us um, to that scale. Right. And, and right. they've been just fine. They've been very happy. They're actually uh, one of our, our, our best clients. And so, so that's a pretty wide range, but, you know, I'd say probably the majority of our clients fit into the, the, the five to 10 million um, range. Yeah. And that's a, and, and, and it's a good, because that's growing, but um, they, they need to have right. The, the, the numbers, right. At that point, it, you know, it's not, it's not like making a mistake in the ghost kitchen or whatever. And it's like, Oh, I can redo the batch. It's a different, a, a different level for sure. Um so the, it, that brings my in terms of so people have an interest, they can go to fiddle.io, right? Yep. And to get more information, let's talk a little bit about um, timing and stuff. How how long does it take and how do you get what's what's the process if someone is is interested in learning more and and uh, and then maybe installing it? Even? Yeah. So so usually the first step is to um, just sign up uh, uh, for a demo um, and we will go in depth about your process and your needs. Um, we will customize a demo for you and um, get one of our salespeople to, to show you the product. Um, and uh, you know, those, those are pretty insightful. I mean, there's some training that goes on in there, but it's usually an overview of how this could, could work for you and, and what the process might look like. Um, implementation is one of the areas where we really, really um, try to be better than the products in this space where um, you know, a lot of these products, you know, you could buy it pretty quickly, but it might take you six to nine months to, to actually implement it and get going. Um, so at Fiddle, I mean, it really depends on you. It's something that we could implement within. I've seen people get up and going within a week. You know, they're fully into Fiddle. Um, and then others, you know, because you're busy and, you know, have stuff that's going on and business doesn't stop because, you know, you, you are implementing Fiddle. You know, you may space that out to you know, a couple months before you're fully into, into this, the software. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's an area where we're trying to differentiate. It should be, it should be easier, you know, implementing something like this, like shouldn't be like a, you know, I don't want to mention any of our competitors, but 
um, you know, where some of these ERP systems, it's like a full year and five consultants and this and that before you're, you're <laughs> even using it. Yes. Yeah. It, it, coming from the world of uh, data analysis and trade spending analysis, when we were, when we were doing that initially and some of the software programs came out and, and it was like, you know, you were going to have to have a team of people in for, for weeks and then you were going to have to have three new hires just to handle the, and it's like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, we might be able to, you know, might be able to find an, another way to do this because it doesn't have to be that complicated if you can get your handle on it. Right. 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 So that sounds, but that's great. All right. Well, I, I think that, um, you know, obviously folks who, you know, Ken and I were talking earlier about pain points. This is something we both know is out there with a lot of folks and, uh, and fiddle might be something to, uh, to look into, to, address that. And, and if you're growing, it's, um, you know, it's one of the things that, you know, we both know is um, a real challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs out there. It's not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind, but uh, it, it can, uh, can bring operations to a halt real quick too. Yeah. That we, um, today we actually just had a meeting with, um, with um, the CEO of new skin, you know, came into our office, we're talking to him and it's, it's interesting. Uh, you brought up a, a really good point, which is, um, the smaller companies struggle with this, but the larger companies do too. You know, they, they told a story about how they were in a meeting with, you know, with some, uh, the heads of uh, supply chain for, for Coke um, or some of the other brands. Um, oh, uh, 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 what's the, the shaving? They, they bought Dollar Shave Club. Uh, oh, Dollar Shave Club. Yeah. 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 Um, so these guys are doing huge, huge volumes, right? They're these big yeah. global international companies and, this is still a massive pain point for these guys, right? Um, and so, and so, it's just it's just something where it's like operationally, the the companies that are really winning uh, have a have a really good handle on this and, and make investments into into the space. Um, I think Amazon has kind of taught us that supply chain can can help you to win, right? If you can get better exactly. at this, you can you can grow, you can scale, your, your business can, can actually become what you want it to be. And, it, and then, you know, you have the, the other case, which is when you fail at this, it can really, really hurt your brand, right? Um, yep. it, it, so anyway, uh, you know, we, we see it as a pretty critical area of, of business. If you're in the physical product space and CPG products, you know, this is an area that's just really important. Absolutely. Well, hey, Ken, thanks for, you know, taking the time and talking to us today about fiddle and about the industry in general. Um, a lot of good stuff out there, but appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate um, it. We've reached a segment in the program, uh, Ken, where we, uh, we try to impart from uh, one entrepreneur to fellow entrepreneurs out there, a little bit of um, advice or counsel or a great quote or something that you've used um, as you were, you were building the business. We call it words to grow by. Um, you have anything for us today? Yeah, yeah. So, um, really been focused on on go to market, um, and I uh, found a, a quote that I really like. It's by uh, the the founder of Twitch. Um, they sold to Amazon for who knows how many how many billions years ago. But <laughs> but it's Justin Kahn, and and he talks about how first time founders are obsessed with product, but second time founders are obsessed with distribution. Right. And, uh -huh. And I just think it's it's huge for for any of these these businesses for a, a SaaS business like myself or a physical product. It's all about the distribution. It's how are you going to get customers? You know, which which growth channels are you going to use? Are you going to you know, use? Yeah. You know, and what's going to work for your business? 
And then, uh, you know, being obsessed with the numbers around that because that's, that's how you grow. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Great. Well, Ken, thanks so much again. And we'll be talking a little bit down the road. I'm sure um, there's some new things probably coming out and we're going to want to, we're going to want to keep up on them. Okay. Appreciate it, Steve. It's been great. Okay. Thanks. Thanks everyone else too, for joining us today on the Next Level Brands podcast. Our show is brought to you as always by the Next Level Brands CPG community. A merger of the experience of Next Level Marketing and the educational resources of Kitchen to Shelf. If you have a firm that's growing in food, beverage, or health and wellness, you should be part of the Next Level Brands community. Education, resources, workshops, founder coaching, and more. More information is always available at nextlevelbrands.com. That's next with two X's. What you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear. We'll see you all next week. The Physical Product Movement Podcast is brought to you by Fiddle. Find out more about Fiddle and how our industry-leading inventory ops platform is giving modern brands and manufacturers full visibility into their inventory and operations. Visit fiddle.io and then make sure to search for physical product movement in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Fiddle, Thanks for listening.